Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by TSX Broadway, I'm Dan Primack. On today's show, a tech giant backtracks on its promise to Trump and the lack of buzz around cryptocurrencies. But first, it's the Super Bowl. We are just three days away from America's biggest unofficial holiday, when the New England Patriots will take on the Los Angeles Rams for the right to be complimented by Roger Goodell on a makeshift platform. So just to get this out of the way, I am a Patriots fan, always have been, always will be, and I am, like all Patriots fans, very, very spoiled. I'm also recording today from Los Angeles, where I'm in town for a tech conference called the Upfront Summit, and to be honest, no one here really seems to care too much. I even wore a Patriots hat off the plane at LAX the other night and didn't get a sideways glance. Had that been in Philadelphia a year ago, I probably don't make it to the taxi line. So the big story leading into the big game this year is indeed kind of that overall lack of buzz, that lack of excitement. For example, there are thousands of tickets currently available on StubHub, and a bunch of them won't break your bank. Had this been last year, this probably would have fed into this narrative about how the league was on the backslide of its popularity peak, with TV ratings down and all sorts of on-field and off-field controversies, including all those Trump tweets about kneeling players. But ratings this year have actually been up. And the on-field product has been boosted by a solid mix of old stars and up-and-comers and, to be honest, lots and lots of very good games, particularly in the playoffs. So this might be a year in which the Super Bowl itself, the actual game between the lines, will be how the league is judged and remembered for the season and how advertisers, business partners, and fans view its prospects going forward. Basically, Brady versus Goff for the NFL's future. In 20 seconds, we'll go deeper with Kendall Baker, editor of Axios Sports. But first, this. Imagine watching your favorite performer live from one of the most highly trafficked corners of the United States, Times Square. Now imagine watching it against a 46-story tower that has full building LED lighting and the highest resolution 18,000 square foot podium sign in Times Square. TSX Broadway is making this dream a reality. Visit tsxbroadway.com for an inside look at the future. We're joined now by Kendall Baker, editor of Axios Sports. So, Kendall, this has been a very strange Super Bowl couple weeks, right? There has not really been that much excitement. I'm currently broadcasting from Los Angeles where nobody seems to care, even though the Rams are in it. But today, you felt you found an actual storyline. You're right. It's definitely been a weird Super Bowl week. Uh, Super Bowl week always tends to be a little weird. But this one in particular, it feels like we're kind of out of storylines. You know, you have the, the Patriots who have been this dominant team. What else is there even to say about them? It's the same characters even. And then with the Rams, the main kind of storyline to talk about is on-field stuff. It's very technical stuff, talking about, like, football. And typically the Super Bowl week leading up to the game is about off-field stuff and the, the fan base and the culture around the team, which L.A. is lacking. And so I think it's created a situation where we're kind of out of storylines. And so this morning we had a little fun and tried to come up with an actual storyline. And, and what we found was we looked back at the uh, ELO ratings. What's an ELO rating? So it's a 538 system they use. It, it essentially takes into account scores, locations of games. It's proved to be pretty accurate in the past. Actually, week eight this year, the four teams that had with double-digit chances to reach the Super Bowl were the four teams that ended up in the semifinals. So I guess we can trust it. We looked back at the nine Super Bowls the Patriots have been in this century, and this is the closest matchup in terms of ELO rating by far. If you look historically, the Patriots are in really close Super Bowls. Like, all of them come down almost to the final possession. Absolutely. This kind of lack of enthusiasm. And look, I, I'm from Boston, so I'm a Patriots fan, and and, and I admit, and I, I'm kind of the Patriots fan, you know, any other football fan hates in the sense of, yeah, we're in the Super Bowl again. It's exciting, but it's 
kind of like par for the course. We do this every year, it feels. You know, it's, it's just the last game of the year. Do you have any sense? Is the NFL concerned at all? that they, You know, they've had this season where ratings kind of started climbing again. There was a lot of buzz around the league. And then this just seems to be a kind of blah finale, at least leading into it. I think that there's some truth in that. I would say in terms of, again, storylines, the Patriots-Chiefs game the other weekend was probably, if that was a Super Bowl, you know, that would be, to even your average fan, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, not this young phenom. And as we all know, the NFL is marketed so heavily based on the quarterback play. So Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes would have been great. Obviously, with the Saints won, Tom Brady versus Drew Brees, you know, that's an easy storyline to sell. Now you have Jared Goff in the mix, who he doesn't really stand out as much. And so that's been a struggle in terms of marketing the game. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if I was the NFL, they, they probably would have preferred the Saints at being in the game, which is obviously hilarious considering what happened. It would have been the geriatric Super Bowl. It would have been fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> There's these other leagues that are coming, right? You know, years ago, whatever it was, a decade ago, there was the XFL, the uh, you know the Vince McMahon thing. That's coming yep. back again, theoretically smarter than he did it the last time. There's this other thing, this Alliance of American Football, which is coming sooner, really right after the Super Bowl. Basically spring football, like what the USFL was, you know, three decades ago. From your perspective, does the NFL have anything to fear from these leagues? The Alliance of American Football actually starts on February 9th, so literally right around the corner. And I, my opinion actually is I don't think they should fear them at all. In fact, I think the NFL should think of this as a good thing, particularly with things like sports betting on the horizon, a lot of like broadcast innovations around sports betting. If I were the NFL, I would try and get some partnerships going or at least a friendlier look at this as more of a canary in the coal mine kind of situation where, you know, let's let the Alliance of American Football test out some sports betting content on the broadcast, see what the response is, and then we can start adopting that stuff later for our own league. I, I don't see this as a competitive thing. In fact, I think it'll be just a player pool for the NFL and, again, something where they can maybe test some things out. There's been talk, at least, that the ticket sales for this game, you know, actually in Atlanta have been relatively soft. And, and, again, you could have lots of explanations. The Rams don't have a huge fan base. Patriots fans have already been there. Maybe people were freaked out during the government shutdown about what getting to Atlanta and getting through Atlanta Airport was actually going to be like. It's obviously going to be sold out. When I watch it on TV, etc., it's going to look like a full crowd. Does the NFL care if people can walk up to the game and buy a ticket on the street for face value or even cheaper? Or does that not matter? I think that is a classic example of something that matters a lot for like two days. And then obviously the Super Bowl being as big as it is, all of those storylines are immediately wiped out the second the ball's kicked off. So is the NFL probably concerned right now if those stories are being published? Oh, ticket sales down, just like the NCAA was dealing with before the national championship game? Sure, but the second the game starts, nobody's going to care anymore. Final thing, since the game is right around the corner, what's your pick? I can put it easier for you. The most noble, most successful football franchise ever, or the LA Rams? <laughs> I'm going with the Rams just for pure entertainment value and the fact that I'm from New Jersey, grew up a Giants fan. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, so you can't do that. I'm going to ask a separate question, which is if you're somebody in St. Louis, which granted stole the Rams from L.A. but had them for a good 20 years and now they're back in L.A., is St. Louis rooting for the Patriots or for the Rams? Again, my bias is showing here, but if, I think if it was any other team and I was from St. Louis, I'd root for them. But because it's the Patriots, I think you say, you know what, I have some connection to this team. I'll run with the Rams. Go Patriots. Thank you, Kendall. Appreciate it. Kendall Baker, <laughs> Axios Sports, my final two right after this. TSX Broadway is a unique full building promotional platform on one of the most traffic corners in the Western Hemisphere, Times Square. Capable of serving 15 million visitors a year, TSX Broadway is designed for the world's most ambitious brands. Think digital consumer engagement capabilities, full tower exterior LED lighting, flexible retail space, and even a 669-room hotel. Learn more at tsxbroadway.com.
Now it's time for my final two, and first up is Wisconsin. Not the crazy cold going through the Midwest, but rather a factory that was supposed to be built that now might not be built. So in early 2017, President Trump traveled to Wisconsin to hype this new $10 billion, 20 million square foot manufacturing facility that was going to be built by Foxconn, the Taiwanese electronics giant best known for putting together your iPhone. Trump even brought a golden shovel to the event. But now come multiple reports that Foxconn is reconsidering its plans, possibly to the point where the Wisconsin facility could become an R&D or research and development campus rather than a manufacturing plant at all. That is a big embarrassment for the White House, but a bigger problem for Wisconsin taxpayers who were subsidizing this thing in the first place due to a deal struck by now former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. But to be honest, none of this should be a surprise. Foxconn previously backtracked on similar deals with Pennsylvania and with Brazil. Perhaps Trump should have put down Twitter for a few minutes and picked up Google. And finally, as I said in the open, I'm in a tech conference in LA called the Upfront Summit. And last year at this event, there was tons of talk from the stage and in the hallways about cryptocurrencies. I even moderated a panel on it. But this year, hardly a peep. And these attendees here, these aren't speculators who got burned by Bitcoin and decide to move on to something else. No, these are the types of professional investors and entrepreneurs that cryptocurrency needs if it's going to grow into a real industry. So their silence is not a good sign. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Adam Grassi and Tim Shovers, have a great national backward day. And we'll be back on Monday with another Pro Rata podcast.